I'm Stephanie Sievers, Senior Editor of Illinois Realtor Magazine, and I recently spoke to Dr. Jeffrey Hewings, Emeritus Director of the Regional Economics Applications Laboratory, or REAL, at the University of Illinois. Dr. Hewings and REAL provide monthly, quarterly, and annual forecasts based on economic indicators and real estate trends in Illinois. We wanted to hear from Dr. Hewings about how the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic is impacting the Illinois housing market in terms of inventory, unemployment, population trends, and foreclosures. You talked about um, unemployment and the whole, there was an immediate outcome of, of one of the immediate outcomes of COVID-19 was the dramatic uptick in unemployment. Do you have, and I want some of your charts look at comparing 2008 to the current situation. How, do you have any projections as far as what can be expected with unemployment levels in Illinois and what that means for the housing you kind of mentioned and the greater economy? Yeah, when we, we, when we chart the, the progress of, um, of this, this particular crisis on uh, um, uh, the Illinois economy, um, we, we are seeing some very striking differences to the prior recession in 2008, 2009 through 2012. Illinois uh, entered that recession five to six months after the US economy. This time it looks as though we are entering the recession exactly the same time as the US because the drop off in um, uh, employment, the increase in the number of job claims has changed in Illinois almost at the same rate as, as nationally. But clearly, I think uh, we're, we're likely to see uh, a very, very sharp impact. And if you look at the charts, it's just dramatic. I mean, the, the decline um, of uh, employment and the increase in unemployment claims, uh, you compare that to 2008, 2009, the peak week in, in the last recession was one-tenth of the peak we had two weeks ago nationally, and I'm sure uh, within the state. So I think, I think the, um, the churn that we're seeing now in that labor market is, is clearly going to have um, uh, a depressing effect in the short run on, on the housing market, but whether it's sustained or not is, 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 is critical. So for example, uh, in our modeling, uh, we estimate that the expected job losses for the year will be about what we call 15 million job years. And the reason we use that term is a lot of these jobs will not be lost for the whole year. You know, somebody might lose a job for two or three months, they put on furlough, then they might be called back in. So probably 30, 40, 50 million people will be affected directly or indirectly in the economy but not necessarily for the whole length of the time. And it's that part of the, uh, the picture that I, I think is, is the most puzzling here because in the previous recessions, people were unemployed, huge amounts of them for long, long periods of time. And the question is of those 30 plus million, how many of them are likely to be back at work before the end of this year, for example? And most analysts at the moment have no idea how to make a forecast on that because we have no historical uh, basis uh, on which to do it. So we, we are uh, probably um, as challenged as we've ever been in terms of our modeling and our forecasting. And I think uh, there's a very high probability we're gonna be wrong. And let's hope 
um, we're wrong in the sense that we overestimate the impacts and it doesn't turn out to be quite so bad. Low housing inventory has been an ongoing issue, not just in Illinois, but nationally. Year over year inventory has fallen even lower during the pandemic. What can we expect in terms of inventory in the months ahead? Uh, inventory has falling, fallen, sorry, once again this year. And if you look at the, uh, the graphs, the bar graphs, they have not changed very much in terms of their distribution. We have much higher inventory levels at higher prices. Um, the lowest inventory are in the middle prices. And then we have a little bit uh, larger increases in inventory in the lowest uh, levels, the $100,000 um, and under. The only thing that's happened in the last year is all of those bars have moved to the left. In other words, the inventory has become smaller. So during the crisis, I think it's likely that fewer people are going to list their homes for sale. Uh, they're going to be risk averse. They sit and wait, see what's happening. They've seen some of their neighbors have lost jobs. And that has, a, I think, a sort of psychological impact upon how positive you feel. We, we've seen the Fannie Mae uh, housing uh, sentiment index has declined. General sentiment indices are, are also climbed. And the other part that, that's important is that in, in the housing market, the, uh, the entrance that we see in the labor market uh, over the next year and two years are the ones who are potentially going to be house buyers three or four years down the road. I think that what we're going to see is a lot of delayed entry into, into, the, into the labor force and a lot of delayed entry to that market. So the impact on the housing market, there will be a short-term impact, but then there will be potentially a longer-term impact, a sort of delayed effect uh, two or three years from now, as these people that would have been entering the market are, are probably going to be waiting a year or two to sort of catch up uh, beforehand. And uh, I think that uh, these sort of impacts are, are clearly uh, likely to uh, result in uh, having the sort of problems that we, we had in the last recession as we came out of it. Uh, a lot of buyers were frustrated that there wasn't enough inventory for them to look at. And as a result, they didn't buy. And it wasn't because they didn't have the capacity, but they just weren't very happy with what they're seeing. So inventory has has been a real problem and I think it's likely to continue to be a problem over the next 12 to 18 months. In recent years, Illinois struggled with the loss in population. Do you see the current situation in COVID-19 having an impact on that? I really don't think it's going to elevate it more than we've seen in the last uh, several years. Uh, some of our research has, has shown that the degree to which people respond to uh, increases in taxes, for example, um, is very muted. Most people move out because of career changes. And what has really happened uh, is we have not had as many people coming in. And I think that's why the, the negative effects have, have increased. But I think uh, people moving for jobs right now is likely to be very depressed because I don't see job creation in, in any other states. And one thing that we're tracking right now is uh, a new uh, census uh, series that has increased its frequency of publication called New Business Formation. 
and um, almost every state is experiencing year-over-year -year declines, with very few uh, increasing. And we are not doing any worse than any other um, uh, state in, in, in the country, at least for the last three or four weeks. In the short run, we, we're going to see a dampening of all migration in the country. I mean, people are going to stay put and just wait it out in essence. Uh, but I think as we come out of this recession, how the state handles its fiscal issue is going to really make um, an important uh, choice for a lot of people who have the capacity to, to relocate, a lot of businesses that have the capacity to relocate. So I think, I think this, this issue is, is going to uh, continue to plague us. And I wish I could say I see uh, some evidence of, uh, of a recognition of this. I, I hear a lot of discussion, but I don't see anything fundamentally uh, uh, different that's changed. If COVID-19 has proven anything, it's that things can change quickly. How has that affected the data models Real has been using to use for forecasting? For us, this, as I said, except with the exception of Katrina, and when you have hurricanes or tsunamis, we have this dramatic physical destruction of, of infrastructure. You see nothing like this. And um, our infrastructure is not affected. It's, it's, it's a, a pandemic which is affecting humans rather than the physical environment. And I think as a result of this, uh, we are probably going to be even more cautious um, about our forecasting. And I think I mentioned a couple of months ago in our report that uh, the forecasts we were making there um, were based on the pre-COVID world, which looks very, very different than the post-COVID world. And so I think it's going to take our models a month or two before it finally begins to say, yes, we are, we are in a period where there's, there's a lot of negative uh, entries from the, uh, from the economy, and that's going to have an effect. Uh, but I think that the, uh, the good thing is the census is now being very helpful in, in producing these weekly data series that we're now going to latch on to our model to try to give us uh, at least monthly estimates uh, of major indicators that I think will be helpful. I think, I think if your realtors can sort of feed back to us uh, some comments and some, some feelings that, that people are expressing, that would be very, very helpful to sort of corroborate the macro data that we get uh, from the Census Bureau. And this helps us then focus on those parts of the model which are most likely to change. What was happening with foreclosures before the pandemic? And what are you seeing in terms of the data um, in terms of future foreclosure trends for Illinois? What we have seen is through the period post Great Recession 2012 to 2017, the foreclosure inventory, that is the number of houses being sold minus the number of additions uh, to the inventory was in negative territory. In other words, we were reducing the size of the foreclosure inventory. But starting in early 2017, that curve started to rise again. And the only thing that uh, I can point to is that Illinois is a legal state when it comes to uh, foreclosure problems. And um, 
Xian Fang Bak, who uh, was supported by Illinois Realtors, thank you very much, now working for Fannie Mae. In her uh, analysis, uh, she estimated that it takes somewhere between six and seven years in Illinois from the time of a foreclosure notice being issued to the time that it becomes a, an REO exam. And uh, this, uh, this process then in 2017 may be the um, end of uh, uh, the, the negative impacts of the, the foreclosure property, but finally those properties are getting adjudicated and a lot of them then are being added to the inventory. But in the last three years, that, that curve has risen again very uh, steeply, and now we're getting um, significant positive additions to the foreclosure inventory every month. What I suspect is uh, that we'll get some of the repeat, and part of that is uh, to the issue of forbearance. Something like 4 million uh, US mortgages have now requested forbearance. And the question is then, how long? And the longer that goes on, two likely outcomes. Uh, people are going to remain in the state because they have no fiscal capacity to move, or uh, they will end up foreclosing and either moving into an apartment or moving uh, to, to some other part of the, the country. And, and some research that colleagues at the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago have undertaken have revealed that there are significant longer-term lingering effects of delayed payments on credit cards affecting people's credit ratings, which then affects their capacity to, uh, to obtain a mortgage or a loan at some, some point later in their life. It also depresses the spending on other goods and services because they have to allocate an increasing share of their uh, weekly or monthly incomes to pay off the accumulated debt. So not just the monthly mortgage, but the fact that they've missed two or three, three other months. So I think this is likely um, to stave off in the short run, a lot of foreclosure activity, but it, it may just be delaying uh, an inevitable process that may see uh, an increase in foreclosures in six months, nine months, uh, or a year. And I think this, um, th this, process with the foreclosure as it takes along in Illinois, uh, we may be looking at this sort of problem in 2024, 25, and 26 as, as a legacy from, from this, this current recession. But foreclosures are obviously very painful to the individuals and so on and so forth. But we've had several months post-2012 where the reason our prices increased was because of increases in prices of foreclosed properties. Regular houses, uh, the prices would not change very much. So uh, as we get to process these foreclosed properties and as they hopefully enter the market before they deteriorate, um, they can contribute significantly to the vi viability uh, of that housing market. So it's not always entirely negative, but again, for the people involved in it, it's a very negative process. Thank you for listening to this conversation with Dr. Hewings. You can find more information about the latest forecast, housing statistics, and Illinois housing market at www.illinoisrealtors.org slash market stats.